Oh my God. What? It could have been a goosebump story. Could have been. <laughs> wow, the ultimate minutes. insult on Speak All Evil. <laughs> 25 minutes. You just mad he had a girlfriend. I'm not a scientist. I don't know much about crocodile eggs, but. They should have called this movie The Fool. This is the best pet gets it scene. Best slash worst. It becomes like satirical and funny. It's so over the top, and that's why I liked it. Oh, creative? <laughs> Give away more. Hey, who lives and who dies? Let's just what say you, that. What else do you want me to say? Do you want me to make the viewers watch this stupid fucking movie, or should I just tell them what happened? It's a movie produced by Pizza Hut. Literally, they're a producer on the film. Let me say what I'm saying. <laughs> Jesus. I would abort you if I could. I would have aborted myself had I had the choice, and then I wouldn't have to deal with this terrible, terrible podcast. World I'm <laughs> the with. dog got into it. You went on a rampage. We're getting some Joe Rogan territory. I'm not. <laughs> comfortable with. Oh, no. <laughs> this is going to get pulled off Spotify. The baby gets it. I'm not saying shit. <laughs> You'll see what I'm going to say. Mm. You'll all see. Welcome to Speak All Evil, the podcast you were warned about. I'm Trent, here with Kevin, Kat, and Dave. Hello. 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 Hi. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Speak All Evil Pod, and give us a shout. We always like to hear what other people think of these movies, and uh, we're always interested in recommendations, too. If you have any hot tips, you have anything that you've seen that you think we might enjoy, hit us up at Speak All Evil Pod, and if you want to play along for next week... We're doing Cat's uh, Dick Torture Week. Cat's <laughs> phrase, not mine. I, I I'm say, just yeah. reporting the news here. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about uh, a 2005 movie called Hard Candy and a 2007 film called Teeth. Both yes. are VOD. So if you want to really experience this in real time with us, you can check those out and we can all compare notes next week. This week is tie week. We have not up to this point discussed uh any movie from thailand there are um a lot of horror movies out of thailand actually so i picked a couple for us to check out this week we're going to start with the 2009 film called meat grinder guess what this is about (laughs) (laughs) I'll, i'll give you a hint the original title of this movie was human flesh noodles and that apparently was like controversial in thailand they didn't want noodles to be in the title of this movie so it was changed to slice before tasting so you should be getting the drift here um what this movie is all about this is right now only available on youtube for free it's not anywhere else um if you just dial up meat grinder thai movie 2009 on youtube it'll come right up you can see the one labeled english sub there are like it's on youtube in different languages and there are a bunch of different cuts of this movie the original version that was released in thailand uh, went under a lot of like censorship cuts, and so it's only like 84 minutes. The um, the English subversion on YouTube is an hour and a half almost, and there's an even longer British version, and that's on YouTube too, but it's like foreign language subtitles. There's no English. So we watched the, uh, it's an hour and 29 minute version. I think that has most of the, uh, the good stuff in mm-hmm. it, quote unquote. This is uh, written, directed, and edited by the same person who also did the cinematography, and that is this filmmaker's claim, as far as I could tell. I couldn't find a lot of information about the the maker of this movie, but um, a lot of uh, credits for cinematography on a lot of movies and a handful of uh, directorial credits. I'm not even going to 
try with a name. There aren't going to be a lot of names this week on my <laughs> end. I'll tell you that. Tiwamoa Taisan. Wow. Whoa. That's Do nice. that again. Tiwamoa Taisan. Wow. That is impressive. Mm. I, I, I kind of gave it a go and I was like, ah, there's no reason for the me. The first wow. time I watched this, I accepted the terms of agreement on a site that was only in Thai. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. I was just blindly going. Um, this movie tells the story of a woman named Boot. She is a single mom struggling to make ends meet. Her house is um, under threat of being taken away from her because her husband ran off with a bunch of gambling debts. And now the guy that her husband owed all the gambling money to has shown up and told her that uh, she needs to pay up or he's going to take the house. So she decides to open a noodle shop inside the house. She had previously been doing like a little food cart uh, out in the streets, and that is not bringing in um, enough money. So she opens up a noodle house. It's a big hit. People love the meatballs. Turns Ew. out there's a special ingredient in the meatballs. I love this movie. I don't even know how I found this movie. I don't really remember. I was down some sort of Thai movie rabbit hole and I read about this movie and I was like, oh man, we have to check out Meat Grinder. Um, very, very confusing. This is one of the most confusing movies I've probably ever seen. Uh, definitely took me a couple times to, I think I understand it now, but I love this movie. I like the idea of this movie. I thought the premise was a fun idea. You know, woman murders and cooks people to serve in her little noodle restaurant. Sure. Fun for the whole family, obviously on board. Um, but it's I, I had a hard time following what was going on in this movie. There's not really a lot of explanation of things at first, or for like the first half, maybe the first three quarters. Um, they had flashbacks, but then half of the flashbacks were in black and white. Other half was in color. Thank you. So I was like, is this a flashback? And you know, starting off, you don't know who any of the characters are. Like, they're showing two families because they're flashing back to this woman's childhood. So you're going back to that, and then you're going forward, but then you're like, is this the same family? It was just a lot to try to figure out at first. Um, they just didn't... And they also didn't give you a lot of time to absorb and figure out the information before they moved on to the next plot point explanation whatever so there, there's that weird like riot in the street and now she's got a noodle cart and now there's this guy and now he's dead and he's like underneath and she's like i'm making friends with this other i had no idea what was going on yeah it absolutely needed a second watch which i attempted this morning like before i went to work i was like okay gotta figure out what just happened in the minute because when you get towards the end it like bum rushes you with all of this information. You're like, wait, what? Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So it's just oddly paced. It is, which is very weird because it's like slow, 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 fast, 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 fast. Like, and then there's this weird like mental illness that pops up, and then there's the doll. I don't know. It was a lot, but I thought. But once you rewatch it and kind of have a an idea of what's going on, then you're like, oh. Okay, but then even then, you're like, what the fuck? How does this all tie together? So that to speak. Hey, oh, son of a <laughs> bitch. Look, I'm Dave this week. Yeah, this movie gave me, it tapped into like a real inferiority complex because I was texting Trent like all of these like outlandish theories. I was trying. <laughs> <laughs> you had some theories. Trying to guess I it. was trying, yeah, I was working way too hard. 
to and I was overthinking it, which I don't know how you can overthink this movie because, like you said, it make it makes no sense. It in Trent was like Trent's responses. I was like, "Fuck!" Now I got to research this even harder. I got to watch this again now. I think I understand it. I think you know, round two, we open up the conversation. I think we can discuss what we all think this movie is really about. But what it really did for me is it reminded me of a lot of movies that we've already talked about. So Dumplings, Trent, you and I talked about that. From Three Extremes. On, on the Patreon for yes. Three Extremes. Yep. Uh, it reminded me of Santa Sangre a little bit. Anyone else? Like No, but interesting. Some of those vibes, I think sort of like the parental aspect of it. American Psycho a little bit. Right. Yeah. Because I yeah. know the first couple times, and like Kat, you mentioned, like when they barrage you with all this information, you're like, what is real and what is not? Mm-hmm. Even that, what was that terrible um, fake one-shot one? Oh, with fake Silent with House. Silent, Silent House yeah. uh, audition. Yeah. Uh, so it did that for me the other thing it did for me is it reminded me that maybe the same person shouldn't write direct do cinematography edit and do the lighting on their own movie because this is a fucking disaster (laughs) it is so confusing uh and i and you mentioned it cat like at first i was like okay so the black and white is going to tell me that it's a a flashback mm-hmm. or maybe like this blue tint will tell me it's like a mental health thing. Uh, no, none of it. I think the black and white scenes are black and white is a flashback. I think it's not because it starts with a black and white scene and she's waterboarding herself and that's present right. day. Yeah. And then halfway through it turns into a color, like a in color scene. I don't know. It's very confusing. However, like bold take. I love, I do love this movie. It from a horror perspective, it gives you everything you want. It does have a lot of like the really good values of foreign horror that that always leads me to to this the, these regions in particular. Like I love seeing what South Korea, Thailand, Indonesia, and a lot of these areas are doing right now. It's gory as hell. Yeah, it's it paced is. poorly. <laughs> it's very. But gory. just wait for it. Someone's gonna get it. Um, it does. It is set in the seventies, and it does have some nice like political touches that that i think we like to like dig or i like to dig into a little bit uh all in all it's free on youtube if you're a horror (laughs) fan and you're a gore fan check it out my takeaway from this week's thai films that trent curated is that uh i can go into these expecting a full dynamic range of emotion plot suspense (laughs) action everything i feel like uh you know like hollywood movies Everyone makes it's a huge deal when M Night Shyamalan comes along with a plot that's somewhat nonlinear and off the beaten path, and it's some you know big thing because every other movie is based on this like template of like Fast and the Furious or something where all these things are very predictable. So even though I was very confused at parts of this movie, I respected it for uh, like the amateurness of this you could tell that someone's trying to make a good film. And I started watching a version that had Indonesian subtitles, um, and it started totally different. It started right off with butchering of limbs and making soup and all that stuff. Um, And then when it started speaking, I was like, oh, I need the English subs. And then I watched a movie that started completely different. So that, too, makes me believe that they're trying and and the the editor and filmmaker director or whatever has been doing all this stuff to try to get this message try to get the story to you 
uh, the best way they can with the footage that they have. So I, I really like that. Um, it definitely is uh, an editing nightmare. Um, it, it reminded me a little bit in that context of Melancholy Der Engel. Yeah. Because you got yeah. this guy yeah. who's got all kinds of footage and he's trying to convey it. And you didn't see that cat. That was one of the, the trilogy of filth. Oh, yeah. Mm. But, um, I, yeah. I just but also the soundtrack, those, yeah. the soundtrack to this also reminded me of Melancholy yes, Dangle. It's yeah. everywhere. They'll, they'll have these uh, like really beautiful songs uh, that compared like to what we're used musical. to seeing uh, in American movies, uh, it's, it's a very strange like change up um of emotion because they're playing this really cheesy like romance music um and in this they actually use it um over some really grisly scenes they do a lot of things where um and i can't remember what movie it was recently that did this but i i think it was in the trilogy of filth where there's one thing happening and then they're cutting to like romance and they're slicing back and forth between mm. people making love. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you can't tell what's what. It was like, that was, again, that was, um, was Melancholy Der Angle, the pig. Oh, right. Pig oh, scene, yeah, yeah, yeah. The rape scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do get the distinct sense that whoever made this movie, uh, well, we know who made it, but we don't know how. Kevin's the only one who knows <laughs> how to pronounce it, um, is trying to make sense. Even mm-hmm. if it doesn't make sense, it's not like a movie that's completely devoid of plot. They're Mm-mm. trying to make sense. They're trying to tell you something. They're trying to say something about the political climate of uh, you know the 70s in Thailand and also about the mental illness. Mm-hmm. So I really like that. I thought the lead actress absolutely killed her performance mm-hmm. in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought for a movie of this quality, um, she like, really added added like an expensiveness to it with her uh really good acting and she her character changes a lot throughout the the movie and yeah i i i like this i watched it a few weeks ago and i watched it again uh today and yeah i like thai horror i think i think i think for everything that you that, that i said when i was you know maybe i was a little down on it in my first take The editing is terrible, but Mm. you just brought up, Dave, there is a scene, so our lead character, Boot, goes on an absolute journey, and you're right, like, her performance is astounding. But where he nails it with all of this choppy editing and the score fits in is the scene you're talking about. There is another character that we're introduced to in this movie called Atapol, who basically... When we're talking about like the Thai student protests of the 70s, that is how this, well, we think it's how it all starts. For Boot is she ends up finding somebody killed in the riots in her noodle cart and it's just like, well, free meat. He hot, right, a guy has hidden dur- during the melee. Her cart is out during this big riot. And at some point, a guy hides in the bottom of her noodle cart and dies. And she finds him later and... So Adipole is what looking for do? this friend and, <laughs> it makes and, sense. and yeah. somehow they end up as like love interests. Right. And there's a scene a little bit later in the movie, which they have some sexy time and it's, sure do. it's intercut with one of the most brutal scenes of what she does to a room full of men. Mm. But the music, like you were saying, it's like this beautiful 
music. And that is where like the director nails it in that in that scene. Like he he really he lets it breathe. It's not like super choppy. He doesn't use slow-mo and blurring things out. He doesn't change from black and white to color or even just like washed out. That I should compliment him because that is not only one of like the best acting performances in in the movie, mm-hmm. but it's one of the goriest scenes interspersed with this beautiful music and this scene where you think like, oh, there's hope for Boot, Mm-mm. and it's like almost- she's got a guy that wants to take care of her. Which I know that romance kind of it sort of was rolled out pretty quick. It's almost like all the budget went into the gory scenes because. All the gory scenes look fantastic. And it's some of the other stuff that's shot in between. Like maybe you get the idea that uh, they had to come back to shoot some stuff. But those scenes look so good. It's some of the best gore I've seen. Yeah. And and when it comes to the filmmaker, I feel like they just kind of suffer from like the Artur like syndrome where they're just fucking doing everything. So in their mind everything that they're doing makes sense because they're so entwined in every aspect of it that I think there's like a, there might be a, like a disconnect between, you know, from their brain to the finished project where they're, or the finished product where they're like, Oh, of course it makes sense because this, 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 but from an outsider's perspective, we don't make that connection because we're not so like enveloped in it. Well, yeah, it might have been a budgetary consideration. Usually oh, I'm when, sure. Yeah, yeah, usually when I see one person responsible for all of that, I think that this is a shoestring mm-hmm. passion project. Probably didn't yeah. have a lot of funding, although it, it yeah. does look. Th- so th- I don't want to fault them for. Th- I don't want to fault them for that because I think that's obviously what was happening. Like you know, just they're so doing everything you know they're just doing everything so it's not really their fault the story was still there whether or not you have to watch it two to three <laughs> times there, yeah. to get there <laughs> well also when, when anytime you're dealing with all these different cuts you know you have a round of censorship in thailand and you have other censors in other countries and now you're on youtube it's over a decade later you're watching i feel like it's hard to judge ultimately unless you have the maker of the movie can actually say like, this is my cut that I wanted. We don't really know how much, you know, when, when we're watching our cut, we don't really know exactly what the filmmaker had in mind. I, I feel like it's possible that there there might be a more coherent or, or, or it's coherent, but an easier to understand cut might be somewhere even if it's just in his mind of what he wanted to do but the main reason I wanted to watch this is because it's kind of legendary for the gore mm-hmm. like and, and this kind of made me think um, we talk about like that era and the like the late aughts early tens the torture porn kind of era we've talked about Hostel we've talked about the New French Extremity movies this would have been like around the same time as New French Extremity there were a lot of these movies coming out in Thailand and coming out in other parts of Asia that really made me see that whole wave as more of a global thing. You always think of it as like Saw and and Hostel and this kind of American thing. But when you start like connecting the dots about the horror movies that were made during that time, it's pretty clear to me that that wasn't just something that happened here. That was all over. And this delivers the gore. Uh, I love how gross this movie is. My favorite part of the of the movie isn't even the gore. And and to your point, Trent, like yes, the American stuff that like we're, you're comparing this to, like. They were just copying things that were happening in other countries. Like the, right. these countries were pushing. And think about it: a lot of these countries, you couldn't make movies like this. It was yeah. two thousand nine. Yeah, 
And a lot of these countries were still coming under, uh, a lot of these movie makers were still coming under governmental restrictions. But what these movies do, and why I'll give this one, like, I'll put this one ahead above, like, the hostile, is there's way more attempts at emotional manipulation in these. We haven't even talked about Bua, who was Boot's daughter in this, which is a huge component of the movie. But there's so much more attempt at you know, some character development and some emotional aspect. And then you get the payoff as a horror fan with the gore. But this made me, I love Hostel. Don't get me wrong. I'll watch it, but it's an entertainment piece. This clearly the director was going for like a think piece, but he was like, I also want to take my budget and I want to pull some like Tom Savini shit. Like I yeah, I I really appreciate just like the whole intention of this movie um, because it is way different. It makes me grateful for watching movies from around the world because this story is told differently and, and geographically and stylistically it's close to movies we talked about from uh, South Korea and India um, I, where they just go all in. Like, they do more than, than it makes me feel like we rest on our laurels a lot here uh, making movies comparatively to something like this that uh, has this huge emotional arc. It has this huge story arc. It has tons of twists. That's mm. one thing about this. I, so I almost wanted twists. to do a spoiler yeah, alert. Yeah, someone yeah, already uh, mentioned yeah, Shyamalan. But. I, I want to, before we go any further, there's nothing we can say that's going to spoil this movie. If you understand anything that's happening, <laughs> I was gonna we're say, not going to... I think we're actually helping the listeners yeah, if we try to talk forget through Forget about this. the spoiling. <laughs> this movie is insane. It's hard to understand. But I do agree with you guys that what elevates it above your average gore fest because it is kind of a splatter movie but it, what elevates it is the rest of the story it tries to do a lot more than like your typical late aughts early tens splatter movie it, it really is trying to say something i i don't know like i didn't find I it, it that powerful but i, I mm. loved it oh i thought it was powerful i thought that the daughter th- i had to watch the movie three times to figure out the whole situation with what was a flashback with dealing with Boots past with her parents and you know and then figuring out the whole daughter story which you don't really get until like late in the movie although Dave's cut that he watched if you read like reviews from the year it came out it starts with like some explanation of uh, and and a very gory scene uh the cut that's on YouTube for free right now that like literally just search meat grinder movie comes up with english subs uh it, it makes you wait for some of the payoffs like until way later i thought it was pretty powerful especially just hold on my chawampura she, okay she is an actress of some note in thailand yes. in my understanding she she's she done some boot. stuff Main character absolutely knocks it out of the park. And I thought the ending of this was heartbreaking. I could have done a little bit without, like, the whole, like, police aspect of it. Like, I thought that was maybe a subplot that didn't have to come in as, like, oh, we're going to, you know, nail the wrong people or you're a suspect. But also, I think a big thing is that we're not from Thailand, so we don't know, I guess, inherently, like, what these people deal with. Like... I didn't understand about like the, I didn't realize it was from the seventies, but I didn't understand about like all these riots and stuff. And like, maybe it's like a different police state, you no know, clue. over yeah, there. I'm like, not, I can't say I'm familiar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like any kind of setup would be great, but then I don't know. I'm like, well, maybe I'm just a shitty white person. I'm just excited. Excited. It's a weird word. I'm glad <laughs> that everyone else was as confused 
during this movie because the whole time I'm like, man, I'm going to show up being like, this fucking movie was so confusing and everyone's yeah. going to be like, no, I understood it the whole time. And I'm just going to be like this weird person that's like, I I had to watch it. I had no idea what was going on. Nothing made sense no, at and all. So. I, I looked at some other reviews too and nobody understood it. Like I was thinking maybe some other people could shed some light on it for me and I, I listened to a couple other reviews and everyone was just like, I really had no idea what was going on. Yeah, I actually read the... <laughs> opposite reviews but i watched it on this thing on youtube which um was not the same one that you just put on now it was one that looked like a review because it said best meatball ever in with an exclamation oh point. yeah i didn't i don't think i saw that one but i know the one you're talking and that's about the, that's the one i watched um because it kept on i kept on having a problem with the uh like it With thought your Thai I was website? under 18. It thought I was under 18. No, that, that was the first time I okay. watched it. And that trial ran out and I had to figure out how You're to like, cancel my the trial meat in Thai. <laughs> so like... They charged you a thousand dollars. You, you do get the, the warning on YouTube. It comes up, you yeah. know, twice. graphic say, content. Twice warning. it came. Do up. you really want to watch you this? Sure? Pay no mind. Pay no mind. I could get, get it on my phone, but when I tried to airplay it to my TV, it would be like restricted. And I couldn't watch it, so I found that best meatball ever version. I appreciated that it wasn't uh, folky in any way. I feel like a lot of the movies I've seen from Asia broadly, a lot of times deal with like folk horror based, which I like. But it was kind of nice to just see something that wasn't folk horror based. It was just like, uh, no, just totally human present. You know, just yeah, the monstrous um, humans doing terrible things. There was no legend of anything. It was just that this woman was like horribly abused growing up, and then. And I guess her mom made... Here's my first question, I guess. Did her mom make human meatballs yes. too? Okay, yes. that's where she learned the recipe. But you don't find... The but only way like, that you know is that you just... It cuts to her mom for like like 30 seconds, maybe, yeah. being like like stirring a pot of like human maybe remains. Like you have to be yeah. actively looking to and be that's like, the is editing. that human? That's the editing problem. Yeah. Because yeah. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. I feel like meatballs are like this spherical hot dog. Like you don't know what's in there, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I liked how delicious the ramen was. Mm. It looked good. It, I they, was gonna the say, guys I, were like, "Oh, I was holy, it's holy good." He said, "It's holy like, good." <laughs> <laughs> I guess that means like good as hell. Yeah, not not holy good, but like holy, like like religious experience. Good. <laughs> we've um, we've seen a lot of people nailed down on this show, mm. but I don't think we've ever seen someone nailed down with one nail per digit. Ooh, yeah. Somebody gets nailed to the floor and they get a, a nail in each finger and thumb. Oh, pretty brutal. And then and then leaves that situation. Oh my god! With that was the worst part when he's pulling his fingers up oh. off the nails. There's so many like mundane parts of this movie that are just someone in a marketplace that look kind of cheap and weird. But seriously, like that whole scene was as good as anything we've seen on any. Ep any episode like the gore was insane and also the camera just looks better when they get to those scenes where they're like bashing the guy's looks head really good on the wall with the nail oh yeah. yeah that was one of the best deaths i've seen i was like they, really impressed with all yeah the, gore the practical effects with budget was well there's the one scene where like she puts the machete like in the guy's neck and he's like bleeding oh. out and he's like I'm not afraid of you I love like, that you're done I'm not afraid of you I love that he's still talking shit when his <laughs> head almost cut off 
it, one of the last things that I finally understood about this movie was the storyline about the husband and the babysitter who live next door. <sighs> yes, very I confusing. didn't get that until the second time well, through. Well, it's because they're mix, mixing and matching like the black and white with the color. Yeah. And I thought it was like a young boot yeah. for uh, a while. Yeah. It took like two or it's three watches really to be confusing. like, oh no, yeah. it's the dad and the babysitter. And well, also like her husband or brother or whoever like come like early in the movie comes in it's like i'm looking for this person and like shows a photo and she's like i don't know and we haven't been introduced to that character at all so i'm like yeah who is this person I, it's just yes yeah, the guy looking for the babysitter yeah right you'd have no idea what that is because when you we watch haven't it, been told like, there's a right. babysitter yet so, <laughs> so we're like who confusing. is he looking for the babysitter apparently like, ran off with the husband after Apparently. they killed the daughter, you don't know that until the very end. Like that's a weird time jump, and that's the whole thing where you figure out the daughter was never really there. No, th- during all of the present day scenes mm-hmm. with Boot, and then there's right. that flashback. She's hallucinating her daughter, where and it's that's just the doll. She's right. waterboarding herself because she's looking for her daughter because oh, she was right, drowned right, in a right. bucket. I got that. Okay. What I didn't understand was the pharmaceuticals. And the pills Tell that she was it. saving, and she was putting some into the food of her daughter. She was sedating her daughter so that when she would go out at night in the food cart, her daughter would be too tired to oh, like okay. get into trouble. I, I think that, that I thought that's what. But she now was you guys doing. said that wasn't but her. Daughter. But her daughter that wasn't was, there. It was I think her, her sister. Was there? No, no I daughter, the second time I watched no. it, I didn't think the daughter was there because every time the daughter came into the scene, the lady was like, "What are you doing here? Why are you here?" Well, also there's that flashback. Where like when we first watch it, she's like beating her daughter or whatever. She's like yeah. sl- like smacking and her. And then or whatever. later on, she's... and then they flash back and she's doing it to an empty chair with the doll. Right. So her daughter right. was never there. No. During all these scenes right. without her husband. You're right. Her her daughter did exist, but her husband and the babysitter killed her. And so what you see because the, the daughter day, caught the husband okay. sleeping I with still, the babysitter. Still making connections. Yeah. On this thing. Exactly. And again, <laughs> this is not spoiling anything because you're still going to watch this movie. It if doesn't you matter. Yeah. And you're going to actually want. thank us for being like, <laughs> you're oh, welcome. I don't have to watch this five times. Just the. But once. yeah, the daughter caught the husband and the babysitter sleeping together. They decided, well, we should kill her. I know, and they made they made the decision so fast, so quickly, kill so fast. Well, I think they had made the decision to kill the wife first. Like that's when they're like banging and like, and she's like, "Yeah, you're gonna kill her." And I they're talking, they're talking about, about the, the kid. I thought oh, they were talking about the wife. Call. Yeah, to I like get rid of her. And then the daughter's like, "Boop boop." The daughter like, sees looking, them, and so and she like, has to die. Take him out. I don't know. It's uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, little bit, little do they know what Boot is capable of. Again, delicious yeah, ramen. But everyone generally kind of like is seems like we're cheering for this movie, even though it had some flaws. Yeah. Oh, it has a ton of flaws, but, but it's, it's, like, great. it's totally worth it's yeah. totally worth navigating them. It's like I, mean, I said, that, it, it makes me think. Like this conversation is awesome because we would I would not think this hard about Hostel. I still, I still get it yeah. more. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I still it's get so it much more. more ambitious than those movies. No, but like, and aesthetically, it, like. You know, does Hostel look better? It does. Is it more linear? <laughs> I think Hostel looks better. Yeah. Like, look at this. Yeah, this looks terrible, and it's it's really confusing, but I, but I think it's worth it. The only it. thing that looks good is the gore. The gore looks Yeah, great. like Dave said, like, That's... suddenly when, like, they're doing a gore scene, it's like, they're like, go get that HD camera. Um, right. By, by the time the camera. when Boot throws her romantic rival into her tank of body parts, it's just like a tank of water and body parts, and she puts the romantic rival in there, I was like, oh, man, this oh. is... 
I liked horror when stuff. she uh, threaded the the babysitter oh, and the man. husband together. Oh my god! Like there yeah. was some oh, really good. Good for her. Good for her. This is yeah. a good, this falls into the good for her genre. Yeah, for sure. A little revenge. I mean, a little revenge. Listen. Slow your roll. Hey. I ended up watching. Uh, there's a movie on Shutter right now. It's called The Untold Story, and it's uh, I think it's like '93 from Japan, and. I saw somebody call Meat Grinder basically an update of the untold story. So if you like Meat Grinder and you want to see maybe a little bit of the the lineage of of Meat Grinder, this movie called The Untold Story is about a guy who has a noodle shop and you know, mm. guess guess what's in the noodles. But it's supposed to be the untold. untold story. I, mean, I believe the director intended <laughs> oh, it to be untold. There it is. There it is. Well, I saw my baby walking. All right, the next movie we're going to talk about this week from Thailand is called The Pool. This is from 2018. This is on Shudder right now. Um, Prime, if you have AMC, Prime, if you have Shudder, that's pretty much it. I think it, it might still be on Midnight Pulp. That's where I first discovered it. The Pool is, again, written and directed by the same person. Mm. Kevin, you want to give it? You have this one? Ping Lumpropug. <laughs> Not as good. Not as good as the last one. When we go to the Thai restaurant, you're ordering. <laughs> um, the pool is, I think, one of the best examples of fixed location horror I've ever seen. We've talked about movies like... Wow. Uh, I think. We've talked about movies like Green Room. We talked about Frozen. The whole thing takes place in a, in a chairlift, a ski chairlift. This whole entire movie takes place in a pool. It's aptly titled. Yeah, so it's kind of, it's it's survival horror, but I think more importantly, it's fixed location horror. And I think it's a great example of what you can do just in a pool, just in one location. You've got basically one character. Yeah, there's a, another person with him, but they don't really do anything. You, you could have just had the one, the one guy, but you have to have some sort of like story going on. So this is about um, a guy named Day, and he, he's on a... Um, some sort of film shoot, like they're shooting a video or something, a commercial film shoot, and he's like a, a helper or something. His dog is in the video, and they're filming at this gigantic Olympic pool, this huge thing, and uh, they finish the video, and everybody leaves, and Day decides he's going to like hang out in the, in the pool a little bit, and he's like floating on a, a little, you know, one of those little pool floaties, taking a nap. Well, they have started draining the pool uh, after everybody leaves. He doesn't really realize he falls asleep. He wakes up. He can't get out of the pool. It's been drained so much that he cannot. There's no ladder. There's no stairs. Like the ladder has been pulled out of the pool at this point. So he's stuck in the pool and a crocodile who escaped a local zoo shows up. That's it. That's the movie. Mm. Stuck in a pool with a crocodile. We're trying to create this movie right now with a rat, actually. <sighs> I haven't talked about the rat yet, but... <laughs> We We're dealing rat. with a, a similar situation uh, ourselves right now. I just was so blown away the first time I saw this movie that it's 90 minutes and it ratchets up the tension throughout the whole 90 minutes. It's like one 
it, it's just one elevated arc. Like, I just keep thinking, like, how many more things can you do? How much more suspense can you wring out of just, like, being in a pool with a crocodile? Well, you can wring a lot if you, um, if you have the creativity. So I was just impressed with this movie just based on that. It just held me in such suspense the whole time. Um, so I've been wanting to talk about this ever since. I thought the the pool was great. I started it a long time ago when I got a subscription to a streaming service called Midnight Pulp, and uh, it just had all these like really strange Asian movies on it. As soon as you start watching this, uh, and he gets in this situation in the pool, and you realize it's going to be unbelievable. After like the fourth thing happens, uh, you realize that it's almost like uh, watching Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> where you know he's going to do something wrong and you see the setup for it and you know, you know, you want him to go up to the buffet and get the thing and have nothing happen, but you know what's going to happen. And that is what this movie kind of like sets that precedent early on. And then you're just there for the ride. It, it like gets you in because you know everything he does is going to be futile. And they really take that to the very, very end. And it, it only escalates every time. Like the disappointment is only maximized as the movie goes on. Um, unlike Meat Grinder, I feel like this was very high produced in a way. Uh, the CGI crocodile was a little sketchy. Um, a little. But it had like uh, it had like a high gloss to it, and they like reference a lot of like uh, like american type things there's a big pizza hut placement in it and there's also uh, <laughs> uh they talk about castaway um so it, it's way different it actually reminded me a lot of uh the south korean stuff we've covered uh and, and again it's very super deep um and as far as storyline there's like a storyline <laughs> am i right and they yeah they stick the they stick the landing i could use Always, I, I want a dismal ending. I, I like to walk out of the movie theater and just feel like shit. That's mm. what I want. Like, I yeah, love, same, same. Yeah. yeah, great. Like when I saw Darren Aronofsky's mother, I was like, oh, satisfied because I know everybody is leaving this film feeling. I want to feel worse weird. than when I came in. Yeah, uh, this movie and kind of like the last movie, uh, they, they ended up they wrap it all up nice and clean, mm. and it's. Uh, I mean, Ooh. that's kind of a spoiler, right? I was going to say the only one thing we don't want to say is what happens at the very end. We can't I, not you, say you what happens said, at the end. There's tragedy. I mean, there's so much tragedy. There's like, like all kinds of terrible things that happen. So, I mean, I don't say by saying it's not a dismal ending. I don't know if I'm really spoiling it. Mm. But there's there's lots of that thing where you think people are going to get saved and they don't. So just many keeps false happening. rescues. That's uh, the whole thing with this movie. And uh, <laughs> so many. Uh, it was it was cheap in a different way. It was cheap in almost uh, like they're just going to do the same gag over and over again. But I I loved it for that. Great gag. And I accepted it for that. And I'm okay with a sketchy CGI crocodile. Kevin, what'd you think? I wasn't quite as in enthusiastic in the same way as you two were about this i won't say i enjoyed it i would say i was entertained wow didn't even enjoy it no i mean uh, to a degree but not like dave just used like the word super deep which i would not say the this pool movie, was, the pool super, was deep. super deep wow. the pool was oh. yeah oh. yeah joke. i think i think well wow, wow, like the previous movie this had the, the 
the Thai translation of the title was something like Six Meters in Hell or something. Oh, okay. Right. It's a six um, meter pool. Yeah. Six meter pool. It's about 20 feet deep. I was going to say, set in feet? Yeah, I'm for American. The, well, yeah, for the one country that's the biggest I don't asshole know, like, the in the entire world. You don't know that a meter is right around three feet? You don't know that? Why would oh, I know no. that? I wouldn't know that. I'd be like, oh, six I, meters. I wasn't, I wasn't raised scary. overseas. I mean, I'd pay a little attention. Yeah. I found this movie funny. It is funny. It was less suspenseful to me than it was fun. I was like laughing at it. This movie is basically, it's a ridiculous premise. Guy falls asleep in pool. Pool is draining. Crocodile has escaped from zoo, finds way into pool. Dog is chained up on pool. Girlfriend shows up, dives in pool uh, when could have. like, And it like from the second that he wakes up and he can't get up, it is like the fingernail gets it. Ah. Like everything and then it's a comedy of errors yes it is like this guy is both burglars from home alone (laughs) (laughs) and there's like an invisible kevin McAllister running around (laughs) and just staging the next thing that will fuck him over yeah um but it, it you but trent you're right like i told you this earlier like I kept pausing it and being like, this is so fucking ridiculous. How are they going to make me watch this for 50 more minutes? Yeah. For 40 more minutes? For 30 more? And then all of a sudden, I'm at the end, then I'm like, okay. They did it. Okay. They, yeah. they did it. Um, I don't even care about the CGI croc. It's terrible. It is But like, bad. it's the least terrible thing about the movie, yet you're still watching it. <laughs> it's actually a relief from the human errors and things that happen. Watch the movie. Mm. It's it's totally worth a watch. No, uh, and you can be suspense, like, full of suspense, like Trent. You can think it's super deep, like Dave, or you can just fucking laugh at it, super like I did deep. for ninety not minutes. Not super deep. I we mean, can get into that. I don't mean super deep. I just mean they made an effort to have the the characters a human story. And the story be yeah. complex. The plot was yeah. not just a guy in a pool. It wasn't like right. frozen. Well, you know, could, it had yeah. it had a little more depth than that. The pool had okay, what are you? Oh, cats making faces. <laughs> this was the most stupid movie. Wow. I believe it's We've stupidest. seen. Then, the, then when we watched 13 Ghosts. I'm going to say it. I've said it. That was my pick. I'm I happy feel like to that was a selfish up. comment. What? You're welcome. I hated this movie. It was... <laughs> oh, my God. Um, it was a weird, melodramatic story about this stupid fucking guy and his hot girlfriend and then like they're in love but like he doesn't make enough money to support her and then oh she's pregnant oh and then i couldn't give two shits he's in a fucking pool he's in he i will say everyone's like oh he didn't know the pool was draining the guy literally is like hey i'm draining the pool and he's like cool gonna stay on this raft Gonna keep staying on this rap? No, get the fuck out of the pool. Like, what could have been... This movie could have been done in five minutes when his friend was like, hey, I'm draining the pool. And he's like, great. Let me get out of this stupid pool. It could have been a goosebump story. Um, it could have been <laughs> wow, 25 minutes. Wow, the ultimate minutes. insult on Speed Evil. <laughs> that is the, that's the worst thing you can say on this podcast. If there's what, here's the thing. If there's one thing I hate, and I've said this before, I hate a false rescue. I hate oh, a that's fake all this rescue. Movie is. Exactly. And that's why I hated times. it so much because it was seven times of the same, oh, the pizza guy's here. Oh, fuck nope. it. These guys have a drone. Oh, the ladder. Oh, the, the tunnel. Oh, there's a second pool all that's of a sudden. So 
creative about it. Oh, the second pool. The creative? Second pool. <laughs> He's like crawling Should have been tunnel. called the pools. His fucking girlfriend should have seen from the beginning that he didn't want to be all up in her situation I and think she should have left. Okay. I know why you're mad at this movie. Why am I mad you're at this You're mad movie? because you don't like the dynamic between Day and Koi is his girlfriend. You don't like that whole storyline. Why That's the why. fuck would I care about the storyline? That seems like you care a lot. I don't care. All I'm saying you're is that- You're just mad he had a girlfriend. Why? I mean, he's a handsome man. Don't get me wrong. I would absolutely be his pregnant girlfriend. But what I'm saying is that <laughs> it would have- It just- it's the human error thing. It really just bugs me. It's the false rescue. I just wasn't into it. I just wanted it to fucking end. And then all of a sudden, a fucking crocodile shows up. Oh, and big surprise, that crocodile's a mom, too. It's like this yeah. whole I fucking like, that's thing. That's what I'm talking about deep. I like the parallels <laughs> uh, between them eating the eggs of the eating, crocodile. They're eating the and eggs. And now the crocodile, you get the feeling he keeps looking at the eggs. <laughs> or she, sorry. And wants revenge. That's the thing because they keep. There's a whole conversation. There are multiple conversations about abortion in this movie. It's there's some so, social stuff. It's so and then the next thing you know, they're eating the crocodiles' eggs. Like they're performing an the abortion of sorts. Eggs. Yeah, but they're like the they're, eating, they're eating crocodile <laughs> eggs, and like this, it's not like a chicken egg. There'd be a little crocodile in there, right? Am I wrong? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, I don't know much about know. crocodile they were, eggs. They were fertilized eggs. It, Obviously, yeah. if she's been laying These them. were fertilized eggs, yeah. yeah. But there's no... Anyway, um, the only other thing I need to say is <laughs> um, they should have called this movie The Fool because he oh. shouldn't have fucking taken a nap in a draining pool in the first place, you stupid idiot. He didn't know he was going to fall asleep. Um, he thought he was just resting his eyes for a You minute. know where you could fucking sleep is not in a draining pool. Maybe like on the entire <laughs> concrete around a pool. Maybe you could nap in with your beautiful dog. And I think this is a good segue into the dog portion of this movie. Oh, oh God. Lucky. Goodness. Lucky does not this live is, up to his name. I, I'm going to say this is the best pet gets it scene we have seen on this podcast. Best slash worst. Like... Yeah, that means best. Mm. Like when you're when you're watching this movie, so so keep in mind this guy is floating the pool. His friend is like, "Hey, the pool's draining. Get the fuck out of the pool." And then his friend chains his dog up. So there's a dog involved who is just chained at the top of the pool. But the poor dog, Lucky, can't go anywhere. You're immediately thinking, "Okay, this is a movie about a guy stuck in a pool with a crocodile. The pet's gonna get it, mm. and I know exactly how." You will never see the way the pet gets it coming. It but is fucking horrible. That whole scene, it's though. So bad. That whole scene. So you have her under the surface. The water's filling up in the bottom of the pool because it's raining. And she's about to drown. She's blowing the whistle for help. Right. And the dog is responding to the whistle. But meanwhile, like time's running out. Like I like that that whole section there, even though it was a little unbelievable how long she was under the water. Way unbelievable. It is a brutal pet death, but this pet doesn't die for no reason. There is a this pet's death does He's a martyr. Yeah. Th- yes, this is the pet gets it as a martyr. I don't think we've ever seen that before. <laughs> it's the only it's the only death in the movie. Well, Besides the baby crocodiles. Give away more. What what happens? Hey, who, who lives and who dies? Let's just <laughs> what say you, that. What else you do you want me to say? Do well, you, you want me to well, make the well, viewers watch this stupid fucking movie? Or should I just tell them what happened? To be honest, like I loved it. There's I the scene. There's the scene with the drone. 
I hated it. It's another like false escape thing. Right. Where these two dumbasses like crash their drone in the pool and then they find this like fucking sketchy ladder and they get down there. And I'm like, yes, finally, we're going to see a croc death. The only thing I would have done differently if I was day, I don't, you, you keep talking about the human errors cap, but I didn't like, I didn't really see anything that he could have done differently other than the first time he gets the croc to go down in the drain. Mm-hmm. I would have covered the drain. He doesn't, I would have recovered the drain at that point mm-hmm. and closed it back up and said, okay, at least we don't have the croc anymore. Sure. Somebody, I mean, people know where they are. Like they would be found eventually if they could have just locked the croc out. Well, well, but it, it did go over a week. Yeah. It was a week. One week. They, they were yeah, it was like six or yes. seven yeah. days, and, and, which is and ridiculous. And multiple times but, people showed up and they could have. But I, I thought that he like had to let the croc out of the drain because he started to realize if nobody comes for us, we're going to have to go down there and that see is, where it goes. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. But then it takes him like five days to figure out, oh, there's a left and a right. Right. Mm-hmm. He just like keeps going like one way. And then your favorite part, Trent, he finally goes another way and is like, oh, my God, I found an escape. And there's just another fucking pool I, next to this one. Like, I know. Where is oh, this I love place? That. that was my favorite part. <laughs> Me too. But it, I laughed. Like, he gives out this, like, hugely emotional scream. And it's supposed to be this big, like, despair this moment of despair and emotion, and I'm la- I'm cackling. Like, <laughs> of course, no, it's just another yeah. twenty foot deep pool. Like that, that's it becomes like satirical and funny. It's so over the top, but, and that's why I liked it. But I liked how everything there. There are a lot of things that they set up early that come back around later, like the scene with Lucky. When when you see the the first the initial scene with Lucky when Lucky is in the video. You don't know, obviously, you don't know what's going to happen, but that sets up the death of Lucky later. It shows you that, and it also, it shows you things like, one thing I I wondered through the whole movie is what fell through the grate when um, when Day's friend was clearing it off and he was saying, hey, we're going to drain the pool. It was a phone. No. No, it was was not the phone. I'm about to say, let me fucking say what I'm saying. (laughs) Jesus. So it shows you something, it shows you something fall through the grate, but you don't know what it was. And I even backed that part up. Like what fell through the grate? I thought it was a phone or something like that. But then much later on in the movie, when they're down in the tunnels, then it's like, oh, and and that was another setup too, the insulin thing. They show that in the beginning. He's giving himself an insulin shot. You know. It's just all exposition. You know he's going to need a the shot The whole later. thing is, the, the croc <laughs> thing at the beginning of the movie, like they just show like, ooh, there's a newspaper article. Escaped crocodile. <laughs> From where? It's, it's cheap. A and zoo. maybe it's not deep. It's a zip. But it's complex. Like what? the plot is complex. There's lots of it's like not. parallels with things with the the gator and the babies and the abortion and her being pregnant. And there's like lots of things going on that like someone put a lot of thought into it. It's a movie produced by pizza hut. Literally they're a producer (laughs) on the film. (laughs) Oh yeah. Tell me about that. I didn't Now I noticed that their, their logo is in the the beginning. Anti-abortion. This, this literally this movie is anti-abortion. Mm-hmm. And we should all be wondering where Pizza Hut's donation money is going. Oh, my God. Ooh. Why is, why is yeah. it anti-abortion? Oh, my God. Because they I, ate the eggs. No. <laughs> because he's like, I can't have this baby, but I have to now. And then they, they, they cut to those weird scenes where he's like holding this future baby. He was growing up. 
He's, yeah, the, he was he was taking on because, like you were saying, like he couldn't support his girlfriend. You know, he and was, you know what? Here's the through thing: this, through this experience, he became a, a man. He he decided that he after surviving this experience, it's a very common thing. Now he's going to rise up and meet the challenges of his life. He's not going to be a loser. He's going to take care of his girlfriend. They're going to start the family. I mean, that's as common as it gets. I yeah, wouldn't. Tomorrow, read Trent's going to be like picketing out front of a lot of, of politics. Parenthood, apparently, yeah, it's pretty wonderful. Harsh. I'd like to say maybe sometimes you should just get an abortion if you can't support a child if you can't support a f- just fucking maybe uh shoot for it maybe longer down the line maybe, maybe you don't I would need abort to tell you people if what I to could. do i mean huh? i would abort you if i could thank you same i would have aborted <laughs> myself had i had the choice and then i wouldn't have to deal with this terrible terrible world Podcast. that i'm dealing with personally i don't want to get into politics i'm pro-choice so i don't judge other people what they do like i don't uh, like uh, you, they should get an abortion i'm not saying you should i'm saying you should do whatever you want to do wonderful i would like yeah, to say a lot of people probably should have gotten abortions <laughs> just like i don't um, have a womb so i'm just gonna stay out of it you can do whatever you want as a womb as a womb full person a lot of people probably should have had abortions um, that have birthed babies. But, you know, I am also pro-choice, so you can have all the babies you want. But all I'm saying is that maybe it's not so bad to maybe get rid of one. I one knew that two. was why you didn't like it. I knew that That's that was not why. why. Baby gets No, that is not problem. why. I, I, She never even went there until I brought <laughs> it up. Kevin brought it up, and I'm just here <laughs> to support it. And then you were just waiting. We're some Joe Rogan territory I'm not Shut comfortable with. Shut the fuck with. up. <laughs> this is going to get pulled off Spotify. Okay, Here's even, the thing. Even less. Neil Young. So forever. all the things about this movie that are ridiculous, the integrity of a Pizza Hut pizza mm. is probably where every credibility of this film falls apart. <laughs> it well, lasted Pizza Hut is three good, days. But it lasted I, multiple I, days. I like Pizza Hut. I, I do too. So, it lasted multiple days. The dog got into it. It fell 20 feet into a pool and it looked better than any pizza I've ever had delivered to my home. <laughs> it did Dude, look good. I, I've had some uh, like dog issues. My dog's had had bad health this week and when the dog dropped the pizza down for them and shared it he had a slice <laughs> and then he passed it and then down he shared it like i was like lucky you're, you're solid as lucky. fuck dude like, i love you I love so you, much man. you shouldn't and he martyred like lucky was such a fucking hero in this mm. not so lucky yeah obviously um the closing credit scene with the animation and the music it's yeah, like yeah it's bad oh my god lifetime so that was like that, lifetime I movie I think that's why I would say these movies remind me of Bollywood is just yeah. because of yes. that because I think I gave those up moments at that point like, yeah. wait a minute is this like a Disney movie what is going on at that point I was like thank god this movie is over Oh, I'm this is a great scene off. right here. We've got the movie on. Now, this is the ladder. The fucking oh, ladder. The ladder goes away. Yeah, this is when it starts getting like Rube Goldberg. <laughs> yeah. Can remind you guys of That's Maki so a little bit? Good. It's like man versus crocodile, man yeah. versus fly. Yeah, yeah. Yep, a lot of the same sensibilities. I thought. That's why. That's why I loved it. It was like it was trying to entertain you the whole time. It's a fun. Um, watch. It's not good. It 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 is entertaining. I did not watch it as a horror movie. I literally laughed. Uh, the only thing as a filmmaker that I would have done differently in this movie, it, it has to do with the CGI crocodile, that the cold open, when this movie opens with Day lying on the in, in the pool and he's already injured and the crocodile is attacking him and it's just pure CGI, 
and that's the first thing you see when the movie starts. I wouldn't have done that. I would have at least waited on the CGI. I would have shown him, maybe they could have shown the crocodile and implied that he was about to be attacked. Because when you open right up with the CGI, I will admit, that was a little bit like, oh my God, right away. I'm just wondering how much more expensive would it have been to have a little bit of like an animatronic or like practical for at least like one or two scenes. Like right, you don't need an, right. a CGI croc this is for the whole time. This is way better than 13 Ghosts. Yeah, Fuck that's you. not even remotely close. Sorry, that's a at crazy least, comparison. At least, thir- here's the thing, at least 13 yeah, Ghosts lived up to what you expected it to be. What, that there were 13 Ghosts? Terrible? There were 13 Ghosts. They all weren't CGI. This is in a pool. They all there weren't worse. fucking false rescues the whole time. I don't know. Listen, I would watch 13 Ghosts a thousand more fucking times in this one. I would watch Leprechaun Four in space. No, you you can't more turn this, than this one. I you cannot turn this. I, I, I will not have your back, Cat Smith. If mm. you start turning our episodes into trying to redeem your past picks I, that's by the picking one. on other people's. No, that, it, no, that's funny though. Seriously, I thought that you would prefer the pool to Meat Grinder. I, the was, pool. I was trying to guess which too. one you would like too. better. At least Meat Grinder had a plot that I was tr- attempting to follow. This one was just, just laid right out. It was. It had a plot, all right. You're and gonna love was, my week coming up. Huh? What's that? You're gonna love my week coming up. Listen, all I'm no plot, of, no acting. What? Mine is the most important one. It's the dick torture. So I literally can't wait. Okay. Oh, that wasn't tonight. Oh.